0: This is a Living a Creative Life video for Opus, where we share life stories of members within our Creative Life community. In this episode, we're extremely fortunate to have as our guest, Sean Hunt. Sean is an artist never short of ideas, whose practice is directly informed by his Helsic Scottish and French heritage. We're about to learn how he taps into his imagination to create utterly unique, surreal and sculptural artworks as materials and techniques flow through him,
1: I am a sculptor and a painter. My focus is uh, native art, you know, Helsinki art, which is um, a part of my culture. I really deal a lot with kind of the evolution of the art form. So um, just constantly trying to um, push forward with it with each piece, with each sculpture, um, just kind of take on new, new things and just, just really trying to, um, personalize it, I guess, more or less. I use minimal materials. If I'm carving, I generally will use like maybe, you know, three or four knives. As opposed to, you know, like my dad has like a wall of knives, you know, just hundreds of knives, but I'll only use like three. And if, you know, if I'm doing a painting, I'll probably only use about three or four brushes on the entire painting. So I don't think that the materials are that cutting edge or that out there at all. Um, you know, in fact, they're they're fairly traditional, um, you know, both traditional to Hellsic people and traditional to Western art. With my art, I'm trying to stay within these sort of um, rules and laws. The boundaries keep me um, grounded, but but also I like to just sort of like to push against those boundaries. You know, maybe when I was younger, it was more to like be a bit more provocative, but now it's just really for my own enjoyment. Really, the art form that I I work in is it's. It's very much like, um, it's, it's very cerebral and it's a very much a, a puzzle, but that's how it feels to me. It's, it's very, um, it's challenging to work within those restrictions, if that makes sense. I believe acrylics work well for Native art because we're dealing with a lot of formline and formline is very hard edged and it needs to be very precise, at least on the edge. And oil just doesn't dry fast enough. Um, in order for you know me to not mess up those very accurate lines the way I paint the style that I paint it forces me to to move very quickly because of the drying time I don't put a retardant in or anything like that to slow that slow that down instead I just paint extremely fast and I mix a lot of the paint directly on the canvas so um, I have a palette laid out in front of me with all the colors that I want to use. And I, you know, some of them are mixed and some of them are straight out of the tube, but then I'm, I'm actually taking them and putting them up on the canvas and pushing them around up there. And then I know I've got like, you know, maybe 30 seconds to bring another color up and mix it in. And I'm mixing it directly on the canvas. Coming from a background of carving, um, where traditionally the carving is very um, methodical, it's a subtractive process. You can't add it back on. That's the thing that kind of like really excited me about painting was that um, you really can't make a mistake. You can always go back and fix it. I really enjoyed the fact that um, the spontaneity, where I could just put it up on the canvas and things could change. And and um, I'm sure a lot of painters are like this, but you you're looking for those like uh, moments where like the hand just takes over and you're not really thinking about, you know, this color here and this color here, you're just letting it happen. And then when you see what you like, you stop and then you keep, and you move on. And um, so that really, um, that kind of excited me and that that actually informed my carving practice again, because I I realized I enjoyed that so much that I didn't really love the, the pre-planned fully like, you know, Executed in my mind before I go, but before I actually start to carve. And so, what I started doing was just taking pieces of wood and just carving them without really an idea in my head. Just sort of, you know, see what happens. And then at the end of the process, uh, start cutting those things up and reassembling them to make uh, sculptures. So it wasn't quite like painting, but it, it but it had that spontaneity that painting has. If I hadn't painted, I don't know if I would have carved in the way that I'm carving now. The reason why I use so few tools is because I don't want to break that moment. I'll use the same brush, even though it might be too small, you know, for the for the painting that I'm doing. I'll force myself to use that. Or it's not really force myself. It, it's it's more or less, I don't want to like look for another brush. I don't want to break the moment. So I want to keep my mind on the painting and in the painting and in that, that world. I'm very much about like, about creating an environment where um, I'm just letting whatever it is that guides me take over the the small amount of tools that I use, I think, allows me to stay in that space where I'm not thinking. I realized after a while that the most the most fun that I had creating. And then the best results came from actually just not thinking or not overthinking. I tend to overthink in life. So when I create the art, um, it's nice to just let your sort of hands take over. I'm very a very visual person and I collect about a lot of ideas. There seems to be a lot of different influences in my work that kind of sets it apart from everything else. I have a huge catalog of memories visually that, that just seem to kind of all meld together and then they come out through this sort of subconscious hand because I use, um, a limited amount of tools, uh, whether it be brushes or knives, I do find that there's no wasted time thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do. And so it, you know, or what I'm going to use for this or that, like I, I, I know exactly what that tool is going to do. Um, I, it's almost, the tool becomes like this extension of, of, Not only my hand, but, you know, that deeper thing, the soul, the less I think about the tool and the more I just think it's just a part of me, the work is better. It just, it seems to come out better. And so um, I think my lack of tools uh, both keeps me in in that flow state. The more I overcomplicate things, the more I start to think. And then, then once I start to think I'm out of that state of flow. I feel like I'm constantly challenging myself. I think earlier in my career, I was challenging myself like in huge ways um, constantly. And then what I tried to do was s- slow that down and and try to challenge myself in smaller ways that are not any less insignificant, but it, I, find, I find it it allows me to go deeper into my subject matter instead of just bouncing from one subject matter to the next and things look so radically different. Um, that's almost easier to do I think it's more challenging you know to do it in subtle ways yeah I don't really experiment that much with material it's almost like the material is just it just needs to be really familiar because it's what I'm doing on it that is the real exciting journey for me you know give me a material and I'll make something with it I can prepare my canvas get it done I, it's almost robotic I know how to do it get it all ready and then the creation begins you know it's um so for me ma- material um it hasn't that hasn't been a thing yet where where material is leading me down these creative avenues um if, it's obviously something that's untouched for me and and um obviously something that like I know there's like this This big world to explore there.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this Living a Creative Life video on Sean Hunt. Here at Opus, we're committed to sharing life stories of members within our Creative Life community. You'll find today's episode and many more inspirational videos in our Living a Creative Life resource library at www.opusartsupplies.com. Thanks for watching.